Hello and welcome to Poetry in Aldborough's 2021 podcast series. Poetry, Popular Culture and Video Games was recorded on Saturday the 6th of November during our online festival via Zoom. We hope you enjoy it. This event is hosted by Susanna Hart. Hi everybody and welcome to this evening's event. Welcome to Poetry in Aldborough. It's lovely to have you all here. Um, very much looking forward to tonight's reading on, um, on play, poetry, popular culture and video games fitting in with our theme of play. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting reading with four um, very exciting poets. Um, so four poets are going to show us tonight how popular culture and video games can be vehicles for exploring the great human themes, including grief and loss. Some of the poems I'm sure will be experimental, some multimedia, and all are going to explore the poetics of play. Our four poets tonight are Dr. Emma Filtness, Matthew Haig, Callum Roger, and Maria Sledmere. Um, I'm going to start off by introducing Emma, Emma Filtness. She's a lecturer in creative writing at Brunel University. Her writing often explores themes of migration, work, gender, and the body, nature, and place. Her current practices include found and visual poetics, as well as interdisciplinary processes. Her works recently featured in Hit Points, an anthology of video game poetry from Broken Sleep Books, and she's also got work forthcoming with Perverse Magazine. Emma. Thanks very much, and um, thank you all for being here tonight. Um, I am still full of a cold, so if I have to kind of mute and cough, um, I'll be back, don't worry, but just please bear with me. Um, so I'm gonna share five poems with you tonight, I think, um, in my little allotted slot before handing on to my kind of wonderful poetry team tonight. Um, but just wanted to start by sharing some thoughts on this theme of play and sort of how it has informed what I'm doing. Um, so I was thinking about that idea of play and I looked up a few definitions and it's that idea that it's the things that we might do for enjoyment or recreation. And that kind of struck a chord because I feel like the poetry community and I very much include myself in that can be guilty of sometimes taking itself really seriously. And I've been finding that sort of engaging with play is a really nice antidote to some of that or just a nice change. Um, so engaging with popular culture and other aspects of play, so games or fantasy, um, have really invigorated my practice in the last couple of years especially. Um, and I'm really, really honoured to be here tonight performing alongside some poets who have sort of directly inspired my ways of working. So Matt in terms of his video game poems, um, Maria's really playful approach to language and the idea of post-internet poetics um, through spam, um, and Callum's engagement with film especially um, so I just wanted to sort of thank them for, for sort of contributing to that um, so as I said I'm going to read five poems inspired by games film and tv and ending with something a little different um, so if you just bear with me a moment while I screen share so that you can see the poems on screen whilst I'm reading So hopefully you can see the poems. Can I get a thumbs up or a nod? Yeah, fab, thank you. So the first one I'm gonna read is the poem that appeared in Hit Points, which was edited by Matt and Aaron from Broken Sleep Books. Um, so head over to Broken Sleep and pick up a copy. If you haven't already done so, you can get it in Sexy Luigi Green like this one or in Mario Red. Um, so this is a very sort of nostalgic poem and um, just reflecting on childhood and the Sega Mega Drive. And it's called Twisted Flipper. 
You'd sit in the black chair closest to the television, that coveted seat patterned with a patter of pink lines like a steady rain, and play a grey simulation of a pinball game in a dive bar somewhere in California, where you'd never run out of quarters and the beer is cheap but weak, and you can hear the creak of leather jackets and the rattle of silver buckles on belts and boots, and smell sweat and the sticky bite of too much hairspray, and the glitter is everywhere bright and glinting as Motley Crue's riffs as they perform a stilted set of the same three tracks from a flashing jukebox. Except it's only you in our glam pink and black living room with the sound up, mashing black buttons and flinging that metal ball up again and again and again as the band cycle through those same three tracks on a second-hand mega drive. Okay, so the second poem I'm going to read for you tonight um, has appeared uh, earlier this month in Forge Zine in their Halloween special, which was quite fun. Um, again, kind of dripping with nostalgia, I was thinking back to all of those sort of TV shows and films I watched with Witches in, which I spent a very large proportion of my time doing and still do. Um, it was just some fun and I hope you enjoy it and maybe... I don't know, in the chat, if you recognize any of the films and TV shows being mentioned, just pop them in there. So remember them 90s witches drinking midnight margaritas in kitchens and riding reluctant vacuum cleaners, pushing pins into the hearts of doves and eating chocolate cake for breakfast, talking to bad animatronic black cats and stealing books from woo-woo shops, wearing floral sundresses, velvet crop tops, listening to Stevie Nicks and covers of the Smiths, casting spells and hexing the patriarchy in synthetic swirls of light and the glitter of SFX. So hopefully a few of those are familiar and you're all gonna go away and watch Hocus Pocus. So the next one is a bit of a collage in that it does engage directly with a film, so specifically Stephen Schoenberg's Fur, which is an imaginary portrait of the photographer Diane Arbus, but it also engages with her photography and also sort of snippets of sort of quotes from her in interviews as well, all kind of in one place. Hypertrichosis. Load your husband's Hasselblad for him. Escape the shoot. Later, make confessions in the dark on the bed you struggle to sleep in. Whisper to him, you think I'm strange, that I can't be normal. Tell him, I'd like to take some photographs of my own. Unwrap your Rolleiflex buried like a secret in faded terry cloth. Camera clanging on hip, morse coding the mauve of a bruise. An armless woman dusts in the basement, feathers tucked between toes. Blue paint peels and drips. Wrought iron stairs scroll up and up to a copper door patched like a leaky pot. A flash of eye, a mask of red cotton, clumsy with canvas stitch. Are you trying to seduce me, Diane? asks the mysterious man. Discuss in a breathless hush your fascination with the Bronx boy 
the one with the grape juice birthmark spilled on his face, and the men you used to let watch as you made yourself come. You disrobe, leaving a soft, dismantled puddle of cloth. Take a black blindfolded bath with this furry man, while the armless woman plays cello, chin to fret and bow in toes, he asks, what were you looking for? You answer, a real freak. Downstairs, your husband seethes. We'll be going to host the circus when it comes to town. Vulnerability, soap, brush, razor, then skin to skin with the sheared lamb of man who loves the ocean and you. Your camera breathes a puff of sound and light as you capture him in quicksilver. He gives you a cloak of his hair and 50 plates of possibility. You tell him, I think it does a little hurt to be photographed. Okay. Um, the next one is um, quite recent and is forthcoming from Bad Lilies. Uh, so do, do check them out. There's been some quite fun work uh, being published in there, including quite a few pieces inspired by sort of film, TV and game, um, if you have a look. Um, and this is basically just a big fangirl ode to the killing. Um, so I hope you enjoy. Fantasy in which Sarah Lund from season three of the Danish version of The Killing is real and we fall quietly, mundanely in love. I want to go back to your little red house with all the dead plants inside, take care of you. I want to make soup for you, cut thick hunks of bread for you, simple hearty fare, no frills, you hate frills. We'll put the dishes in the sink, perhaps give them a quick rinse, then pull two bottles of beer from the fridge. I'll press my face against your jumper, feel the soft scratch of wool against my cheek, feel for your small breasts beneath the pearl of that iconic Faroese knit. I want to run my hands up under it, over the black cotton of your long sleeve tee, and hold you there against me for a while, in near silence the only sounds, the tides of our breaths and your heart inside your chest. Your phone will vibrate with a call and it will be your mother coming between us, but you'll tell her you're busy and that you'll call her back. I'll catch your eyes and you'll glance away in that endearingly awkward way before you settle yourself and look back, really, really look, your Baltic blues round and intense. And once again, I'll reach for you, only this time you'll pull the jumper up over your head, t-shirt too, drape them on the butterfly chair in the corner of your living room, say come and take me to bed. Ooh. Okay. So the final piece that I wanted to share with you, I had hoped to sort of demonstrate live, but they're super, super fragile and very, very small. And I couldn't get hold of a visualizer. So I have kind of a grid for you so you can see how this one is working. Um, so this is sort of visual poetry, it's found poetry. It falls under the sort of eco-poetics uh, sort of banner as it were. Um, 
But with these, what I was hoping to do is to sort of tap into that idea of sort of paper objects that are games. So I was thinking back to the magazines that perhaps we used to get as a kid. I don't know if anyone used to get these and you get free things with them. And some of them were these little sort of folded squares that you would sort of fold in on themselves to reveal pictures. I couldn't remember what they were called. So after lots of convoluted Googling, I found out they were flexograms and that there are a few different types. And I thought, well, what would happen if I put words as well as images into this space? Could this device be used to sort of generate poetry that we could sort of hold and manipulate? Um, so this was a bit of an experiment, sort of harking back to some of those sort of childhood paper games. Um, and just wanting to sort of play with that really. Um, and I developed two of these initially, uh, which are over at 3AM Magazine as part of their Poem Brute series. Um, what I quite like about them is that there are different ways you can sort of fold and unfold the sort of little square, which means that each time you might get a slightly different version of the poem. So you might get different sections or segments appearing in different orders so that different people manipulating the, the little thing in different ways would result in sort of different poems. Uh, so I've got one sequence here for you that I wanted to share with you. Um, so I'm gonna share the one that's called Unripe and it goes like this. Heart-shaped, bent back, slightly winged, arising almost to touch the fat black. Bird cherry, unripe, red fruit, unripe, unripe. Cherry pink, cherry plum, cherry purple, cherry white. Wild yellowish green, a familiar carpeting, a fantastic surrealist in winter, purplish black. Almost to touch the fat black, bent back, slightly winged, arising, heart-shaped, pink or purple, fruits fleshy with milky juice, flowers white, pink or purple, Wild cherry, hairy and open, long tendrils stalk a red September, female, dark veined, dirty white bryony. So that's all from me this evening. I hope you enjoyed those. And I'm gonna pass over to person who's next. I'm failing to know the alphabet right now. Yeah. Um... Hi, thank you so much, Emma. Don't worry, I'll do the I'll do the next bit of the intro. But that was such a great set. I really enjoyed the range of you know your voice in that, and that flexogram is absolutely beautiful. Such a wonderful construction, and so you know, so reminds me very much of um what we used to call fortune, you know, fortune These ones. Well, yeah, yeah, I've made some of those as well. But also <laughs> sli slightly different, I can see, but really, really yeah. ingenious. So thank you very much. Okay, so alphabetically, we are now moving next on to uh, Matthew, Matthew Haig. So he's the author of Death Magazine, which came out in, from Salt in 2019, and Black Jam from Broken Sleep Books, also 2019. He's the co-editor of Hit Points, the anthology of video game poetry that was we, we mentioned earlier. Um, Death Magazine was longlisted for the Polari First Book Prize in 2020, and his work's been highly commended in the Forward Prizes, commended in the Winchester Poetry Prize, and published in lots of journals, including Poetry Wales, The Rialto, Magma, 14, and Poetry London. He's got a new pamphlet, Vampires, which is due to come out with Bad Betty Press in 2021. Matthew. Uh, thank you very much, Susanna. Um, I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed that set, uh, Emma. That was, was brilliant. It's such a such a range of like emotion and and the flexogram was just 
ingenious. That, that's fantastic. Um, so I am going to start with a few poems from um, my pamphlet Vampires, which is officially published with Bad Betty Press in uh, two weeks on the 18th of November, um, but you can pre-order it now from their website. Um, so the pamphlet deals with the theme of loss, but it incorporates popular culture, um, one of one mode of popular culture being video games to explore um, that theme of loss, essentially. So I'm going to just um, share my screen. Um, run smoothly. Uh, again, can I have a little thumbs up if everyone can see it? So with this poem, I had two ideas in my head. One was the idea of an afterlife, and particularly in films when someone has a flashback um, and sees their life flash before their eyes and all these different moments flashing before their eyes. And then I also I felt that that was almost like the levels of a video game or the kind of um, updates or versions of software um, don't ask me why those two conflated together in my head, but uh, they did. So it produced this poem, which is called um, Versions of Heaven. The beta version was Ritz video. I picked a cartoon that turned out to be anime. The first time I heard the word slut was from the mouth of an elf. Version 0.9 was brothers pelting toward Blockbuster, luminous with tie-dye, taking it for granted that you'd be close behind. Version 0.9.1 was a simulated paradise, the air heavy with palmer violets. I tried not to picture your violet skin vanishing into a body bag. Version 1.0 was your heart ripe as sunlight, still issuing orders of love, still sweeping its fleets of blood bikes down arterial highways. Version 1.0.1 was the hazel hood of your eyes on loop. Version 1.0.2 saw me creep across your room, slide open drawer upon drawer, a glisten with chocolate tombstones. Version 1.1, I leaned in for a kiss, the baby powder cloud you wore like a visor, breaking its canopy as if inhaling a new planet. Version 1.1.1 was a boglin for a fist. All 90s toys were toxic and smelled fucking great. Version 2.0 was a factory, chocolate bars clad in cloaks of chrome, milk pond, dream cream, camel butter. You probed the foil door open with your tongue and followed the galaxy down. Version 2.0.1 was the butterflies alive in your hair en route to Barry Island, black sacks of Kodaks. You plunging through the log flume's spume in your velvet coffin. Version 2.0.2 was the exercise bike untouched, 
dancing to true blue in your room. Version 2.1 was the unveiling of your new body, a soap bubble, chromatic disc, an eye in space. Version 2.1.1 was glorious, heart as tough as pig skin, spilling ebullient from your skirts, girls. And one of the poems in the pamphlet uh, tries to describe the music of video games. And in particular, I'm thinking um, kind of early 90s era consoles. So the Super Nintendo, the Mega Drive. And <clears throat> I've always found that music just magical. It's I like the idea of a, of a machine with limpacity trying to simulate what music sounds like. Um, and it's also uh, a short little ode to um, Mortal Kombat, the, the game series. So this, uh, if I get to it, this poem is called 16-Bit Music. Chartreuse wind chimes of Mega Drive, shifting to synthetic griddle, hellish red drills. I once ripped your spinal cord from your torso and it was love. Uh, so those are the poems I'm going to read from Vampires. I'm going to move on to um, some video game poems from earlier uh, books. Um, the next poem I'm going to read um, came about at a time when my grandmother was suffering uh, with dementia. And Again, who knows where ideas come from, but I just suddenly had the idea that that loss of memory and that repetitive um, speech put me in mind of video game characters, um, non-playable characters in particular, NPCs, where you, you will ask them questions and they'll run through their, their programmed dialogue. If you ask them anything else, they'll just go back to the beginning and start repeating everything. Um, so this uh, next poem is called, uh, dementia as video game glitch. Half of me is in the wall. The shop clerk with a face like a frozen photocopy grins an accommodating grin as if I keep presenting him with cash, not crisps. I cycle through my dialogue, weigh words as though they mattered. The TV is covered with bugs. I say. I still see the corona, though the star is gone. My family, the one sublime egg I cracked into this world, how their faces slip deeper by the day beneath a skein of sleep. Wiggle self left, stuck. Wiggle self right, stuck. Half of me is in the wall. I don't remember now what I don't remember. Uh, for my next poem, it comes back to the theme of loss. And um, in particular, it's, it was written at a time when my um, auntie passed away and I was left with um, uh, her, her PC, her, her gaming PC. So what I inherited was this, um, this sort of computer filled with simulated 
families and simulated lives. And I found that a very strange thing, um, you know, how you can create virtual life and then some, you know, people die and they abandon it. So that's where this idea came from uh, for this last, uh, not last, but <laughs> this is called, um, what will your sins do now? Like a good nephew, I save your computer from the skip's slew of lifelong wreckage, lug its black lake weight back to my room, even though the tower is now a humming grave. Inside still live the pixel kids you abandoned to a timeless paradise, still frolicking poolside, spouting gibberish, clownish in a summer that will never end. They know nothing of the absent God act you've pulled, these tiny atoms in cherry print caftans. I feed and I clothe and shower them, strange skin cells you've shed in your swift exit. My head haloed by the screen's heaven blue, the way yours must have been as you crafted your craved reflection. Here is the candy-haired mohawk girl modelled on your ideal. I push her around her little kitchen, fingers lingering on the keys that yours last touched. Her chip pan has caught fire. The girl's face bursts open with tears. Scorched walls, her kitchen is ruined. I can't console her. So that's um, that set of poems. Um, the last one I'm going to read um, isn't in any book, but it was published in an issue of Magma a few months ago. And um, the theme of, of that particular issue was avatars. Um, so I won't give too much of an introduction because the, the sort of genesis of the idea is in the poem itself. Um, but essentially it came from a TED talk um, that I was watching. And um, so I'm just going to have a quick sip of water. Um, so before I read this last poem, I'd just like to um, uh, thank everyone who's in the audience and has come to see us read. Um, and I'm really looking forward to uh, Callum and, and Maria uh, afterwards. The well-worn trope is this. The parents malfunction on hearing they will not be grandparents. I discovered my imagined offspring were ghost apples, dripping glass. It dawned on me the way a sneeze catches an elevator through the body, a queasy stealing of self before an explosion of truth. Sam Austin says homosexuality is God's way of ensuring the truly gifted aren't burdened with children. Mother, do I need an excuse to exist? We have, the data says, a greater propensity toward compassion. I imagine a cyborg's earnest eyes simulating tears. Kindness and wit are the tools with which we equip ourselves 
loves, when I hold your hand in public, my eyes fire chemtrail lasers. The professor at the TED talk says nature designed us to ensure the family survives. In the heart of distress, the mother's body speaks, I'm in trouble. She switches on the gay gene to create for herself an ally. Mother, as I slept small as a dream in you, the divorce was in full swing. Is my plasma extra salty? I imagine veins on a lathe, blood from your womb's cave spinning me into existence. DNA is only code's wet counterpart, and you housed all the hardware to make me your avatar. When you poured forth your guts, was it to bake the mold that would grow up a sim, a shield sun, a vessel to absorb the toxins of this polluted heaven? The unspoken trope is this. We hatch into the orchard, hard bodies against soft soil. The curves of our circuitry, a mismatch for the parallel rows of plots. Cacophony of crickets in the shrub, a haunting of voices. We age, our futures spoil, ghost apples thudding to earth. In the trees, pieces of icy light, sun and daughter shaped. Uh, I'll stop sharing now. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Matthew. That was that was wonderful. I realised I forgot to introduce myself at the beginning because I'm not really important in this, but I'm Susanna Hart and I'm on the board of Magma and I remember that poem from the Avatar issue very well. So it's lovely to finish with that. I mean, there were so many great bits in that reading that I loved. I, I loved the fact that the first time you heard Slut was from the mouth of an elf, but I particularly <laughs> found the, the, the Sims abandoned by their God creator very touching. So thank you ever so much, thank you. Matthew. Right, I'm very much now looking forward to hearing from Callum. So um, Callum Roger is a, a Glasgow-based poet working in performance, print and digital forms. A former Sc Scottish slam champion, lately his work's been dedicated to exploring the interfaces between poetry and video games, with works such as Ports from Spam Press 2019, that's classic 20th century poems reimagined as video game instructions, and then Rockstar North, which is a poetic travelogue for performance set in the Grand Theft Auto V universe. And also Gotta Eat the Plums with William Carlos Williams, which is a ludic retro game adaptation of the most famous poem in the world about plums. And um, much of this work can be found at, um, at Callum's website, and I'm sure he can put that in the chat so that you can look that up later. But very much looking forward to hearing what Callum's going to read from that interesting body of work. Callum. Thank you very much, uh, Susanna, and thank you also to Emma and Matthew for your amazing readings. Absolutely love your poetry, and I particularly loved uh, the opportunity to hear you read your poems uh, tonight. And very much looking forward to your poems too, uh, Maria. Thankfully, I don't have to do too many introductions because two of the pieces I'm going to read tonight, Susanna's already covered, so I don't really need to introduce, which is good because I'm pretty knackered, so I don't know how articulate I'd be in any case. Uh, so I'm going to read three pieces. Uh, the first uh, is uh, the first thing I'm going to read is three short poems from Ports, uh, which, as Susanna mentioned, is published by Spam Press, the wonderful Spam Press, and um, uh, yeah, classic 20th century poems reimagined as video game instructions. Uh, that's the screen sharing. I hope you can all see that. 
this is, I'll start, I'm going to read three poems from this pamphlet. And the first is poetry after Marianne Moore. Press X to grasp, hold circle to dilate, tap square to rise. You are among phenomena, you are important. Toggle L2 to understand, press L1 to admire. Play with perfect contempt, are you beyond all this fiddle? Hold R2 to imagine a garden, tap triangle to generate toads. Uh, next one, let me see. Let's go with, I'm go I think I'm going to, yeah, let's go with this one. Uh, after Wallace Stevens, Port. Pick up jar, walk to Tennessee, walk to hill. Look at slovenly wilderness, use jar with hill. Look at wilderness, no longer wild. Look at jar. Give bird to everything else in Tennessee. Give bush to everything else in Tennessee. Give dominion everywhere to jar. Look at jar. Uh, and I wanted to read this one because I think there's a nice little echo to one of Matt, Matt's poems. Having a Coke with Frank O'Hara after, of course, Frank O'Hara. You are having a Coke with Frank O'Hara. Triangle, sip Coke. Square, gulp Coke. Circle, play with straw. X, smile at Frank. He says he got drunk in Barcelona. Triangle, listen intently. Square, play with straw. Circle, look at his mouth. X, look at his eyes. Oh God, he remembers how much you love yogurt. Triangle, sparkle eyes, square, smile, circle, you can't help it, X, smile more. Here he goes talking about art again. Triangle, laugh, square, he's laughing, circle, look at his mouth, X, look at his eyes. May you never be cheated of this marvelous experience. Triangle, sip coke, square, play with straw, circle, look at Frank, X, lean in to kiss. Let's just see one more from here. Uh, I, after Stevie Smith, wave. Press X to wave, press square to drown. Press square to drown, press X to wave. Press square to wave, press X to drown. Press X to drown, press square to wave. Press X to wave, press square to wave. Press square to drown, press X to drown. And the next thing I'm going to read is a bit of an older piece. I wrote this in 2017. Um, and it's uh, Rockstar North is the title of the piece. It's a post-post-romantic travelogue set in the Grand Theft Auto V universe. Uh, and I um, just last month made a film poem produced entirely with in-game footage from Grand Theft Auto V. The whole thing is 23 minutes long. Uh, I premiered it at Summerhall in Edinburgh at their Push the Boat Out festival last month. Uh, so I'm just going to share with you a five-minute excerpt uh, this evening with a live recital over the visuals. And if you're interested, I'll share the link in the chat and you can check out the full thing on YouTube. So this is an excerpt from Rockstar North. Okay, here we go. Rockstar North. All the stars are being overwritten by cloud from the south. A flat circle pressed in thick, slow drifts. I stick, left stick, right stick, as if in a dream to the summit path. Everything somnambulantly seems. Rock, the sense of a star, north, various shades of dark blue. A fancy I see Zeus emerging from the magnitude of cloud, but it is only my fancy. I know there to be no Olympians here. I am the only god or human present in all the Tatavayam mountains. Their contours, corries, plateaus and arets. 
Their dirt paths dug for motorbikes and bloodbaths, their overhead helicopters, random events, and the infinite cougar by the Land Act Reservoir at this late or any other hour. I don't know where this city went, nor do I wish to know. I count my hundred bones and nine openings and think of Basho, the haiku master, poet saint of journeys, who left the courts of Edo for the narrow road to the deep north. Once, among mountains not at all like these, the only moving things were the poet and his brush, and these his words. How many cloud shapes capped the peak before the moon rose on moon mountain? I ask the same of my moon, my perfect rendered moon, and the answer is the same, though it is not the same moon. Rock is the path that I follow, the polygonal grove where I pause. Star is the extraterrestrial beauty, the azure, the iris, the awe. North are the poets, the footsteps, the journey, the taste of the blood that I draw. O evening eternal, are you animal, vegetable, mineral? You are all mineral, and I the vital part, merging with, surging within the mineral dusk. I think of Wordsworth, poet saint of nature, who rolled around in earth's diurnal course and whose words are my talismanic beat. Laid asleep in body and become a living soul, with an eye made quiet by the power of harmony and the deep power of joy we see into the life of things. By the power of the last of this Zafra, this synthetic blue, I call on you Wordsworth and Basho, I call on you too, to guide me, make me lost, teach me to be silent. My footsteps slow but constant, the life of things to see, to be the most of it apart, to be its client, a host of white and yellow flowers. Rock is the square, the thumb and the button, the neurons that trigger the tiniest motion. Star is the jump, the something not human, a phantom extension made tangible twitching. North is the press square to jump, the distance between them that holds and keeps separate, that severs and binds them. Here be the hexiety of nighttime, and here the holy hollow where I rest. All existence but bare rock, stars, blips, and a steep road north. I think of empathic words, Nan Shepherd, poet saint of mountains, who said, I like the unpath best. Who went not up but into, who said, what more there is lies within the mountain. Something moves between me and it. Rock, the sense of a star, north, to wit, to find a footing on this earth, and with it truth. God, what the fuck am I doing? Rock, star, north. It's Saturday, I'm 30. I'm inside when it's sunny playing rock, star, north. Playing Grand Theft Auto 5 on the PlayStation 3 in rock, star, north. In my flat in Garnet Hill and my brother just called to say rock, star, north. To say he's in the park and I should come, they've got the slack line, they've got rock, star, north. They've got beers and Robbie's coming with the barbecue and Lagostine and rock star north. 
And it hasn't been this hot since last July, you realize, Callum. It's been rock, star, north, serious. The park is hoaching. Get off your arse and join us, man, or rock, star, north, rock. I cannot come. I am locked in a very serious enterprise. These red eyes and clammy thumbs belie a spiritual numbness, a metaphysical malady I wish to remedy. Star, leave me be with my avatar. Oh, my Kelvin Grove love has been lost to Los Santos. North, come forth into the life of things. Sing a virtue, virtually Orphic. And finally, I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to finish off with a, another poem. Uh, this one's been published, uh, is a real love-in this evening, because this poem is was first published in uh, the wonderful anthology, The Weird Folds, uh, edited by Maria uh, with Rian Williams. And it was also later published in the amazing uh, Hit Points, which Emma's already mentioned, edited by the remarkable Matthew Hay, along with uh, Aaron Kent. So uh, this is uh, back, back to the 90s, uh, one of the greatest games ever made. This is based on Echo the Dolphin, and it's called Three Echoes for Echo. I won't introduce it other than to say that one of the things I love about uh, 2D versus 3D, you know, sprite versus polygon. I kind of like reading that as a uh, kind of the difference between songs of innocence and songs of experience, uh, which is particularly fitting for individuals of my generation because, you know, the, the, the 3D generation of consoles like the Sega Saturn and the N64 and the PlayStation arrived exactly the point where I was transitioning from childhood to adolescence, from innocence to experience. So I think one of the things that's so magical about those kind of old 90s games is that pastoral promise that they, that they present. So with that in mind, this is uh, three echoes for Echo. One, in home bay, the sky is hash 4265C5 and its Yamaha tones are like untelephones. The bivalves and fish are pastoralish, in water so pure, my echo allure, all my sport is with you in the echoing blue. Fool as a glass in a convex glass, Arcadian sprite unteach and delight, to glaucus abandon my pixeled zuhandan, thy pod and thy pond, my water splash sound, all my sport is with you in the echoing blue till a fateful leap renders depth of the deep, in water made bare with fear and with care. So we die, my dear sprite, for a bit and a bite, as thy sonar antiphon intimates polygon, but echo, oh, all my sport is with you in the echoing blue. Two, the marks on your head look like stars in the sky. Echo is sprite, is pixel, is cartridge, is tide, is dolphin, is cursive, is form, is contentment, is lowercase, is being, is natural, is LSD, is play, is be, is essence, is real, is illusion, is innocence, is vapor, is digital, is moon, is magic, is beauty, is clearing, is star, is 2D, is sesame, is sustain, is hippie, is release, is being, is being, is being, is being, is Eden, is cozy, is intimate, is sign, is haunting, is real, is divine, is happy, is echo. Vortex is feeding on the seas of our earth. 
Vortex, is Polygon, is Texture, is Load Screen, is Telos, is Avatar, is Autocorrect, is Formal, is Content, is Grammar, is Ontology, is Nature, is Ketamine, is Game, is Mean, is Appearance, is Real, is Illusion, is Experience, is Wave, is Analog, is Phase, is Trick, is Sublime, is Cleaving, is Rock, is 3D, is Cheat Code, is Attack, is Punk, is Decay, is Eagle, is Thought, is Speech, is Discourse, is Sin, is cold, is vast, is sawtooth, is haunted, is sensuous, is human, is trying, is echo. If we breathe air, why do we live beneath the waves? Three. Now as then, the most beautiful game of the 16-bit era is impossible. Despite or because of the infinite lives, Echo the Dolphin, this heroic dolphin, star-spelt eco archi agonist who must defeat Vortex to save their pod and all of life fails, fails utterly in these small pans. But I loved you, Echo, years ago, when my heart was full of frosties, and I long for you this evening amid these terrible acoustics. Pretending there's a message in the game I never finished, the promise of an ocean full of you and other objects. Echo, if we breathe air, why? Do we live beneath the waves? I, who is an echo of Atlantis, have made these glyphs for you. The marks in your head look like stars in the sky. And I'm going to hand back over to Susanna. Thank you very much for listening and looking forward to your poems, Maria. Thank you. Um, thank you so much, Callum. I really enjoyed that. I mean, there was such a um, well, they're also inventive. Your video game instruction poems were absolutely ingenious, and I particularly love the not waving but drowning. I, that's just that made me laugh. And and the incantatory power, the sort of of the rock star north of that hypnotic journey, and then that last elegy, which was very moving. I thought so. I really, really enjoyed that. Thank you so much. Okay, so we're now moving on to our final reader of the evening, last but of course not least, Maria Sledmere, Editor-in-Chief at Spam Press and member of A&E Collective. In 2021, The Palace of Humming Trees, an exhibition with Katie O'Grady and Jack O'Flynn was shown at French Street Studios, sorry, French Street Studios. Her debut collection, The Lunar Erratum, is out now with Dostoevsky Wannabe. And in 2020, she co-edited an anthology, The Weird Folds, which is everyday poems from the Anthropocene with Rianne Williams. Other publications include Chlorophyllia by Orange Apple Press, Neutral Milky Halo by Guillemot Press and Polychromatics by Legitimate Snack. She's currently finishing a DFA in creative writing at the University of Glasgow. Maria. Hi everyone, um, thank you so much Susanna. Um, Emma, Matthew, Callum, that was amazing. I actually feel really emotional, um, which I don't know, doesn't happen that much at Zoom readings, but somehow I think the, the very like romantic capital R venture through GTA was giving me some Proustian memories of those sunsets and the moonscapes. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try and channel that into some poetry um, and I'll screen share. So yeah, I mean, I in terms of an introduction to Thoughts on Play, um, it's I'll keep it kind of short. Um, is everyone okay to ever able to see that? Yeah, sweet. Um, I've been thinking a lot about play recently, um, even more because um, I was thinking about it in relation to ecology, 
um, for this project I'm doing for COP on sort of low carbon pleasures and thinking about play as a form of excess that is non-instrumental. So it's different to sort of consumer excess. There's something about play that is for itself and it can never really be reduced to anything else, no matter how much you try to co-op play, true play is something different, um, which kind of through the filter of video games, I was thinking back to my childhood and how I almost like misused the platforms by never really playing the game as it was structured. And I would just, you know, cut about and make up stories and, and kind of inhabit the world in, in a way that was sort of meandering and swerving. And then I sort of had this epiphany that poetry is essentially the same thing for me um, and has fulfilled that same function of sort of dwelling in this like excess wasted time. Um, I think like listening to Callum um, talk about, yeah, you're sort of wasting your sunny days, which, you know, are very few and far between in Glasgow. Um, in a different world and and there's a sort of like how that kind of fills that time um but yeah without further ado i'm going to start with 99 red candies which is quite an old poem um and what's crucial to this is the font um and this is not the right font um but it's more readable so if you want to see it in its true font which is the pokemon font um just head over to data bleed zine which is a very good publication for exploring um these kinds of poems um, and yeah, rare candies are objects that level up your Pokemon. 99 rare candies. One, make of the daylight a temporary enemy. Two, learn to exhibit effective first time feeling. Three, wake up sun sucked duly. Four, the day is as pale at half past seven. Five, however tragic caffeine. Six, quick attack, quick attack. Seven, as I didn't teleport to get close to the Rowan. Eight, here in my little blue boat. Nine, the roads get wide with summers receding. Ten, tarmac glows at the end with smokescreen. Eleven, I see myself cycling and feel like a hero. Twelve, yellow dressed, yellow stoned. Thirteen, withdraw. Fourteen, it's a cute state for potentials. Fifteen, seductive dream eaters have their way with us. Sixteen, I try not to adjust. Seventeen, the water flowers of Cerulean City. Eighteen, my pastel lagoon is aching. Nineteen, soldered quantities of very rich powder. Twenty, no taste of saffron. Twenty-one, a cascade badge. Twenty-two, plunge into sometimes about your body. Twenty-three, intimations of zinc. Twenty-four, repel all wild channel and travel north. Twenty-five, the secret is carrying moonstone. Twenty-six, what hatches, huh? 27, along the edge, a glittering 28 hidden item. 29, mostly a chapter for ghostly recall. 30, my thoughts in the water unfurl as flowers. 31, in desperate exercise, sub-aquatic ballet. 32, a great rate on the starriest gadgets. 33, I'd like to walk around on the boulevard. 34, mostly your dying palms. 35, somebody set the oil on fire. 36, homeless for crescent and soldered. 37, whole natural definition. 38, such supplementary ticket to adulthood, 39 missing links in the teeth of fossils, 40, there are those dolphins that breed with angels, 41, low at 194,000 years old, 42, pyogenic chart in the waiting room, 43, seeing still can teach you to see, 
44, tiny gathering of platitudes, 45, incomplete article, 46, a core and adamant orb, 47, flared is that mushroom, 48, my aurora chorus, 49, nobody's armor into, 50, a sort of bittersweet farm, 51, fat malasada is recompense, 52, raw coconut folklore, 53, one of five passwords I crave in this world, 54, know your own teacher. 55, post it back with cherry lettering. 56, is it okay to fade? 57, I miss the deep sea, it's darkest glistening. 58, lichen loves me. 59, a hyper potion. 60, forever unsettled. 61, remember picking fruit in your father's garden. 62, the studded buckle was emoji yellow. 63, mate, are you a mosher? 64, symbolization of friendship equals June at latest. 65, so much is just software. 66, a well-bound parcel. 67, beautiful combat Vulpix startles. 68, all of my incense. 69, precious to ever reply. 70, at matter, compacted rainbows. 71, adolescent, reverie turns sour. 72, acquire my strength, these fingers like trees. 73, mostly an airy ruin. 74, centrifugal, concrete rerun. 75, chance leaf in the remodeled floor reborn. 76, cinnabar exception is soap. 77, construction interrupted. 78, sweetest wilderness. 79, do you miss me? 80, whole declarations ask for crystals. 81, a ranch split apart at twin tombs. 82, fresh demolition. 83, we are the sisters. 84, a secret majority inside the caves. 85, lazy as lilies, the maniac. 86, could there be a multiverse? 87, marry me, cloud. 88, all of a staunch chronology. 89, literally missing. A pitch of zero, no echo. 91, the original deleted creature. 92, select screen cheat mode. 93, speciality duplication. 94, we are everywhere. 95, come find a collision. 96, decompressing my sprite for the myriad as ever. 97, a normal bird. 98, tendency to imbue the poison heart of program. 99, as ever, I long for illusion. It's funny reading that for the first time in a while. I was like, this seems like acceleration bingo. <laughs> it was like a sped up version of, of, a, of a lot of phenomenal memories um, filtered through various mediums and landscapes. Um, a lot of them are Pokemon, but other ones too. Um, some of you might know that the 99 Red Candies was um, part of a, a sort of glitch cheat you could get. Um, I think it was in Pokemon Red and Blue, um, which involved kind of discovering this strange Pokemon called Missing Number. And I'm kind of obsessed with this, like the remainder of that missing number. Um, it's something kind of like hidden or like imbued in poetry you can kind of create. Um, this one, I think someone in the chat had mentioned Sonic and Knuckles earlier. This one is um, a shout out to the first level of Sonic Knuckles, which I love. And mushrooms are, you know, poets love mushrooms these days, so preemptively. <laughs> um, and this one is published in Hit Points, um, which Matthew co-edited with Aaron Kent. Um, so yeah, towards a phenomenology of mushroom hill zone. Act one, bounce. Looking into the future requires my celial improvisation from above or below to leave on a 
cloud. I want the shape to leave here. Real killer cartridge slot me up. Enter the shape you leave to leave here. Knuckle down to the playable fact of the trees. The playable fact of the trees disappearing. Two of us fake being sick to play this. Whole melodic chaos, deepest shades of chartreuse and chestnut. Becoming animal is sharing protagonists. We harmonize flight and speed, blue and yellow, very lightly hang glide for extra life. To leave here at last on a mushroom cloudist, pressing A to burn me out. Two of us best to notice. Absent long, these decorated zones of charming passage start to float, platforms collapse or have been to me zoom and wanting. Little bad Nick, where are you now? I rise on such vegetal motion, doing the loops with shameless abandon. The poem is a hyper echidna of only the second light year selective. Act two. Bounceless on Angel Island, a lossy pastoral glistens with data. Start and select a life together, never knowing the trees you rise in the forest, abundant colossus of mushroom, mushroom, all emeralds, only chaos here. Elon would have a fit to have it the best, luscious eclipse of late capitalism, losing player control. I want you to win the old and dormant emerald from a dragonfly hut and agriculture. The forest is only ellipsis, a modernist classic, a special stage for environed gamblers of twist and star and rarest vine. Follow me into the warp room. Robotnik was an accelerationist trapped in an egg. Activate jets. Here we are stuck between two adjacent walls of lyric, a weather machine progressing the seasons through green and tan and crying red to be this explicit shatter the satellite. Leaves are falling in reverse, anthemic, fluorescent restoration, fast atomic harvest, pressing the hot key. Reader, I'll break you out of the animal capsule to make sweet human rain in the hatchery of all pliable levels. This freaking axe, a triumph elsewhere, spilling my rings. Um... I'm gonna... I'll read this one. Um, so this is um in the Chow Garden. Um... Some of you might remember from Sonic, you had these little creatures called Chow that looked like little teardrops and you were supposed to care for them. And I thought it was an interesting thing, like a, a sort of adjunct gameplay to the main like action venture that was about kind of care. Um, so in the Chow Garden, modern. Literally named, you are Cress of October. One is neutral and waterfall accessing the pond where Miles cuts the air with orange. Here you may be lucky enough to find a pumpkin. Life in the hero dream sound italicized. The river sections us between species of sweetness. We miss the default tree location, the heavenly effect of soft artificial wind. Dreamcast. With rouge, your lightness is sloughing the air to myriads, something corrupts. The reincarnation of a temporary egg hatches with starlight. Swim, fly, run, power, stamina. You double dash off the edge of the island normal. Nitopian, slowly I give you a life in A, float back through codes that still exist. Player can access, caress, and raise them. Um, so this is... Um, uh we've, we've had some echo the dolphin tonight already so this is another echo poem called truly lovable adopt a dolphin for eight pounds a month 
decorative tinsel of crustaceans. I prefer one-off donation like taking the vitamin D pill. I think what fragrance feels possible? You can stud them all over a cover version. The original was infra. I think extremely intelligent animals. Naming me in any gestation of killer whale, I've still got heat. Some of us almost forget lust and this is remastered. Ballet is happening in angel stage upon the sea. Ballet, as if someone was shot there. Dolphins never chew their food. Who even knew to call you adoring? Daylight feels criminal, another baby mollusk, the orca of your heart-cooked metaphor. Darling, I still got heat. Flip myself up in the air for your call in burns for a sun blush. Stop it. Before marinal autumns had killed us properly, I leaped through glass, erect against water, whose stupid idea was a mirror. And my last one is also a kind of echo poem, um, and it's from my first collection, which just came out, um, The Luna Erratum, and it's called Open World Intervention. Mincing the light in figurative intro messages, Echo the dolphin and Selene the moon, in a sun moon cat to your sun dog, it's that blister pack opening, the shaming of sunshine is moonshine, your areola changed by era, gathering moon's tears in clock town, hidden water on sunlit surfaces. Luna converses with the murder of garden birds, seasonless moonboat on Instagram says, I am Kathy, like I'm missing someone entirely. Pearlescent scrunchie around your wrist says, how about dinner? And moderate signs of attention deficit. Amaryllis's bloop and clicks so close. Tardigrades are known colloquially as moss piglets. All I did was jump around, explore the ocean and croak constantly born to die with the boys inside the game. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Oh, hang on, my video is still on. <laughs> Thank you so much, Maria. That was um, really, really enjoyable. I mean, I love the way that 99 candies just built and accelerated with all those images, many of which I didn't recognize. I particularly love my pastel lagoon is aching and is it okay to fade? I think probably it's okay for all of us to fade after this if we feel like it. And the poem as a hyperechidna is something that will stay with me for a long time. So thank you very much. Well, thank you to all our readers. I think it's been a, a wonderful evening hearing from Maria, Callum, Matthew, and um, Emma. I'm going to say I'm going to get this wrong, aren't I now? <laughs> and Emma, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it is okay to fade now, isn't it? It's a, it is okay to fade. I've really enjoyed all your invention and all the creativity and all the different ways of exploring play. Um, so thank you all very much for attending. And I remind you our next event is on at nine o'clock. It's a Bad Betty Press event. And then after that, there's an open mic. So please do come along to that if you want. And also um, for everyone who's attending the events in Poetry Auburn this year, you, you can now, if you want, donate to the festival. Um, the bank details are on the website or you can email us. Um, and we'll get in touch with you about how you can perhaps just give any donation you can manage. Anyway, it's been wonderful to share the evening with you and I hope everyone's enjoyed the event. Thank you very much. And thanks for all your lovely comments in the chat too.